Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey, this is Nicole Kelly, host of Disarming Disability. Thanks for listening to the following show on Public House Media. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Caught Listening here on Public House Media. Christian Imel with you, as always, as we continue to roll through our 2020 season preview and break down each division as best as we possibly can uh, and have some fun with it as well by taking your listener questions. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Caught Listening PHM. Uh, or you can head over to an email us at contlisteningphm at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review, share us with your friends and family on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker.com, Stitcher.com, and of course on publichousemedia.org and iHeartRadio. Uh, moving into the NL Central this week, a division that is going to be quite interesting considering a lot of the changes that have happened, the new additions to the division specifically in Cincinnati uh, and how that could impact what has been over the last couple of years, uh, a sometimes three-headed but mainly two-headed race with the Brewers and the Cubs. And to help us talk about it, uh, Dario Melendez, Fox Sports Wisconsin Brewers host, uh, joining us on the show. And, and of my Milwaukee Brewers, that's right, folks. Uh, I grew up a diehard Red Sox fan, but with the trade of Mookie Betts and the signing of Brock Holt, what you didn't realize in Milwaukee is that I am now a full-fledged Brewers fan. So, Dario, I guess I, I, this is my crew, right? That's that's the hashtag. That's what I got to start Welcome. using. Uh, look, the, the benefits of being this is my crew are great. Uh, free dental, good fish fries on Friday. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of benefits to uh, being a Brewers fan. Well, I'm really excited to to, to be a part of it, be on be on the the crew uh, officially. But let's start with with our Brewers here and the signing of Brock Holt because when you look at the the depth chart. Um, and you look at what they were able to put together over the last couple of years and the players on this team, what makes sense about the, the Brock Holt signing? Why is it a good thing for the Brewers? Uh, flexibility. The one thing that David Stearns really loves is flexibility. Um, he's always been about that in his career, and if you look at the team, the way the rosters are constructed, he looks at guys that have multiple years and options going down back and forth between San Antonio and Major League Ball Club. Uh, guys that can play multiple positions. Like Brock Holt brings a ton of flexibility. He can play every position. To answer your question, Chris, is flexibility, which is something that David Stearns is all about. Well, it certainly is a, is a big help for for them, obviously. And when you look at this Brewers team, I mean, you know, Craig Council, honestly, even before this year, was one of my favorite managers. I love his attitude more than anything else. But what, what does he bring to this team, and what's this clubhouse like when he's leading it? Just a calming presence. Craig Council is very much a coach who's never going to get too high. He's never going to get too low. He understands the ebbs and flows of a Major League Baseball season. And if you look at the past two years, the Brewers have really played kind of below 500 ball from June to August the past two years. And it's never been something that Council has really 
gotten too fired up about because he understands that it, look, 162 games is a long season. And the Brewers are going to win some big games. They're going to lose some really annoying games. But the one thing that Council will always bring is just that, that consistent message where everything's fine, just do your job, just grind out, we're going to be okay, just mm-hmm. stay focused. And not a lot of managers can do that. So managers are a little too lax a days ago. Council will let you know every now and then when he's not pleased with the way things are going, a la Joe Madden with the Cubs, if you look at that, right. uh, what's been coming out of that clubhouse. Or sometimes he's... But but he's not, he's never going to be that brimstone fire type of guy like a Jim Leland used to be. So that's what I mean. I, that's what I like about Craig Townsend. He's just he's very even keeled. So let, let's take a look then at what potentially the weaknesses could be of this team. I mean, you look at their rotation, and there aren't a lot of household names. Obviously, guys like Sutter and and uh, Knebel and Hader in the back end of the bullpen are certainly helpful. But where are the weaknesses for this Brewers squad in twenty twenty? Um, I think the biggest weakness right now is maybe third base. Uh, and I understand a lot of people aren't high on the Brewers starting rotation. I actually like it a lot. Um, you look what they went into camp last year with, and it was three, let's just be honest, unproven guys that were going to be members of the starting rotation. One comes out on top and becomes an all-star in Brandon Woodruff. One kind of gets flushed out of Major League Baseball for the rest of the season and Corbin Burns. The other one becomes a kind of valuable member of the bullpen and Freddie Peralta, but not not too much. I mean, this year you have a clear top of the rotation guy in Brandon Woodruff. He's phenomenal. Adrian Hauser showed you that he can be a clear number two. You go out and get Lynn Bloom from uh, overseas, who was with the Cy Young winner two times in a row in Japan. Uh, we saw how good that worked out for Miles Michaelis his first year back two years ago with the Cardinals. Uh, you, you get Lauer in the Zach Davies trade, and then you Signed Brett Anderson, a proven lefty uh, from the Oakland A's. So, I mean, I think the, the starting rotation is pretty darn solid, especially with the way Craig Council wants to attack opposing teams, which is I'm going to go two and a half times through, maybe just two times through the order. That's five, maybe six innings. And I'm going to turn over my bullpen, which is one of the best in Major League Baseball. And it, and it really is. You get a healthy Corey Knable back, you get a healthy Bobby Wall back. Ray Black's going to be throwing 100 miles an hour. Josh Hader, we know how valuable he is. Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brent Suter. Uh, you just have guy after guy after guy that's going to be so reliable that the strength of this team is going to be the bullpen. So to answer your question, the weakness of the team, in my mind, is third base because mm-hmm. every other position, they've upgraded. First base was an upgrade. Second base is upgraded since last year. Outfield, the upgraded. Catcher offensively is even. A little bit of a downgrade defense, even Narvaez. But you look at the offensive numbers compared to uh, to Yasmani Grandal, who was in a much better hitting park last year, it's pretty much even. But third base is maybe the only hole this team has thus far. Talking with Dario Melendez, Fox Sports Wisconsin Brewers host here on Caught Listening, our NL Central preview for 2020. This is a division, Dario, that is so intriguing and so exciting. Um, I, mean, I mean, the amount of, of talent that has come to Cincinnati in the offseason and even going back to the Trevor Bauer acquisition uh, in the second half of the year. What about the Reds is, is I guess, scary to other teams in the NL Central? Yeah, uh, they're starting staff. I mean, Castellanos, Bauer, and Sonny Gray, that's as good of a starting staff, especially top three that you're going to find in Major League Baseball. And uh, their pitching coach, Jared, Derek Johnson, the former Brewers pitching coach, um, has that staff going in the right direction. Their bullpen's kind of suspect, so if you can get to the bullpen, um, that's the way to beat the Reds. Uh, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the starting staff, but they've added a lot of power, firepower, obviously, you know. 
Eugenio Suarez, Eugenio Suarez is a stud. Joey Votto is a stud. Barnhart's a stud. You had Castellanos. You had Moustakas, especially in that uh, band box set. It's mm-hmm. Cincinnati. The only issue is they're gambling a lot on bringing a guy like Moustakas in, paying him that much money, and then playing him out of position. You're gambling on bringing a guy like Nick Castellanos in, paying a lot of money, and knowing his defense is trash. So offensively, major upgrades to the Reds. I think they're maybe the class of division right now, but if you're the Reds, you're gambling on all these pieces that aren't really fitting. There's some jagged edges. You're banking on all these pieces fitting together, and that's going to be something we're going to have to wait and see. If there, there's something about this team that, for some reason, despite the influx of talent and Moustakis and obviously you know their, their staff with Bauer and Gray – and, and even Wade Miley, if he can get back to, to being what he was in Arizona a few years ago, there's something about this team that just I'm not sold on yet. Is is there a reason to be pessimistic or, or, or maybe a little skeptical about them? They're the Reds. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, conditioned, we're conditioned to think the Reds are bad. I mean, because yeah. they, they have been. Um, but as I mentioned before, I mean, Derek Johnson was the Brewers pitching coach a few years ago when you brought White, Wade Miley and he had his resurgence and you bring – Yulisha Sinan, he has his resurgence. The Brewers pitching staff was one of the best in the league. Like, Derek Johnson's a really good damn coach. Mm-hmm. He's Sonny Gray's coach at Vanderbilt, which is why Sonny Gray went to Cincinnati last year. Um, and you saw what he was able to get out of that starting staff. Now you bring Wade Miley back, the guy he had success with in Milwaukee just a few years ago. Um, we're conditioned to know, think of the Reds as, let's be honest, a joke of a division. Mm-hmm. They did a, good, a lot of really good things. They did a lot of really good things bolstering the roster offensively, making their defense, making their pitching staff even better with the addition of Wade Miley and Trevor Bauer last year. It's just, like I said, it's going to be able to see if you can fit some of these square and rectangle pieces together that might not line up exactly, but if they do, it's going to be dangerous. Let's move on to, to one of the teams that's been you know right there with the Brewers in terms of class of the division over the last couple of years, uh, and that, of course, being the Chicago Cubs, a team with, with their own, you know, seemingly weird infighting in this idea of potentially shopping Chris Bryant. But when you look at them, they, they almost feel, and this might just be, you know, revisionist history. They almost feel like the, the one of the best teams, if not the best team in this division, especially when you look at the offensive side of things. Look, the Cubs have talent. They also <laughs> have one of the biggest payrolls in major league baseball between Chris Bryant and Rizzo, the corners and Javi Baez. Um, and you have Contreras behind the play. Like this team has, so much talent that they don't even know what to do with it sometimes. Look at a guy like Kyle Schwarber. He's a guy that should be in the American League, but because the Cubs should have been able to get away with him in the outfield, he's just another massive bat from the left yeah. side. And you add veterans like uh, John Lester and Hugh Darvish at the top of the rotation. You lose Cole Hamels. Um, you're, you're, I guess you're going to lie on Hendricks a little bit more. The, the team has talent, and the reason they have so much talent is because they paid for it, and, and it's worked out for them. They've been in the conversation. That said, the way baseball is going where people are and coaches are trying to use analytics a little bit more and trying to get starting pitchers out, I mean, obviously the, the Nationals kind of showed you that having starting pitchers mm-hmm. is a really valuable thing, but the, yeah. the Cubs bullpen is bad. The Cubs bullpen is really bad, <laughs> and it was bad last year. Um, it showed they, they had so many late leads blown because this bullpen just could not figure out how to have balls miss bats. Um, I think you have a new skipper now. 
Mm-hmm. You have a new sense of urgency in Chicago. They have a new television network in Marquee. The Cubs are going to be good, like they always are. It's just, are they going to be able to put it all together and finally show the potential? Because we saw it in 2016, what a young, hungry team can do. Now this team is not as young. They're still probably hungry, but maybe not as hungry. It's kind of living up to the billing of being the Cubs and not just, hey, we should be here. You have to actually prove you're there. Outside looking in on the Cubs, what are the expectations you know throughout the NL Central about David Ross and, and his you know maiden voyage as a skipper? That they win the World Series. I mean, that, that's <laughs> look in, in Chicago because they got a taste of what a World Series is like, mm-hmm. and they went to the postseason. And they are a good team. Look, the Cubs are a good team. It's World Series or bust for them. And mm-hmm. this is a team that what the payroll is over two hundred million. I mean, that's that's World Series type numbers right there. Yeah. Not missing the playoffs last year, not being bounced in the wild card game the year before. I mean, that's pathetic. I mean, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was in New York covering the Mets, 2015, the Mets swept them out of the building. Yeah. Then they win the World Series, and then they have a lackluster 2017 campaign. You lose 2018 in the wild card round, and then you don't even make the playoffs last year. I mean, the, the key, the goal in Chicago now, after seeing what the Cubs could do and breaking that 100-year curse, is win a World Series. So new manager or not, that's that's the goal inside Chicago. Talking with Dario Melendez of Fox Sports Wisconsin here, breaking down the NL Central on Caught Listening. Uh, what's so intriguing to me about this division, one of the main reasons why I'm so excited to watch the National League in general, is it feels as though this is one of two divisions, the other being the NL East, where it's kind of a four-team race. Depending on who you look at from a preseason prediction – Teams like the Cardinals could finish anywhere from first with 90 wins to fourth with a sub 500 record. When you look at this division overall, I mean, what are some? Where are some of the biggest question marks that you have in terms of where those top four teams could really wind up? Um, I think the biggest question mark is, as we mentioned before, will the Reds pieces all fit together? If so, people should watch out. So the Brewers will the starting staff come together. And will this outgetter mentality work? Because Craig Council doesn't look at starters versus bullpen; he looks at outgetters. Um, will the Cubs actually achieve and, and live up to the billing of what they are? It's a lot of money being spent on that roster. They haven't done much the past two years. Will they fulfill their, I, I guess, talent level? For the Cardinals, I mean, will they just continue the Cardinal way? Uh, you, you saw last year or two years ago when they made their head coach or their managerial change mid-season. They kind of went on a run last year. In the offseason, they bring in the big bat and Paul Goldschmidt. They lose Marcelo Zuna, obviously, but they still have a really good starting staff at the top in Flaherty and Hudson. Um, and they have a very solid defense, which is what the Cardinals two years ago didn't have, and last year one of the best defenses in Major League Baseball. Um, so it's will they be able to ride last year's defensive momentum, ride last year's pitching? Because uh, but for most of the year they weren't anything special. They got ridiculously hot August yeah. September. I mean, can they carry that over to 2019? It's a tall task, but we've seen other teams do it in the past. Um, so I mean, each each team has their issue. The one thing we don't need to talk about the pirates. That's (laughs) a non-issue. It's, it's like the more I look, I grew up a South, I I grew up a South Florida fan. So I I know all about heartbreak when you want to watch a baseball team, just look at the Florida Marlins, talk about the NL East. That, that team is just a joke. Uh, The pirates are trending that way. Um, 
it's 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 hard for me to pray. like I, I love what David Stearns has done with the Brewers. I really do. It's not that he's gone bargain shopping. It's just he's found really good pieces that fit that fit a system that are in a good price range for him. Um, I like what the Reds did a lot. They obviously spent a lot of money, but again, a lot of guys are playing out of position. The Cubs stayed pat this off season. They already have a lot of talent. They just got to get someone in there to inspire those guys a little bit more than Joe was doing. Um, and you got to like what the Cardinals already have on paper. They had a good team too. So uh, the NL East is very much improved, but I think the NL Central is still one of the best divisions of baseball. Yeah, most certainly in that conversation. Um, and, and with the Cardinals, I mean, it's kind of interesting, too, because this has been a team that usually has some of those stars uh, on it. And, you know, obviously getting Goldschmidt is huge and, and still having Yachty there and, and uh, Dexter Fowler, Colton Wong grew into his own over the last year or two. But it seems as though some of those key pieces, I mean, two thirds of their outfield and, and the hot corner aren't household names just yet. But what can you tell us about some of those guys, some of those other pieces there for, for St. Louis? Look, I mean, Colton Wong and DeYoung up the middle, it's as good as a second short combo you're going to find. And then you have um, Carpenter in the infield and uh, Paul Goldsmith and Yadier Molina, who, if you're a Brewers fan, annoys you more than anything. <laughs> you can't wait for him to retire because the guy can't hit 200 against anybody outside the Brewers. Um, they're a good team. They just, they, for some reason, it's a cardinal way. It sounds weird, but they just win. It doesn't, there's really no expectation, explanation on why they continue to have such sustained success, but the farm system's good. Their coaching's good. You see these guys like Colton Wong come up and DeYoung come up and they're instant studs. Um, they made a couple moves to send Martinez away, who was this amazing outfielder for the, for the mm-hmm. Cardinals, but I mean, couldn't play defense, could hit lights out, but just, I mean, if you can't play defense, he's an American League player. Um, but the pitching, too, I mean, Flaherty's amazing. Flaherty's so good. Hudson, really good. Wainwright, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're a fifth guy or fourth guy, is that a Wainwright? I mean, that, things are going well for you. Uh, yeah. They just, it's, it's an, or it's a, you have to, you hate to say classy organization when it comes to the Cardinals, but <laughs> they're a, they're a, they're a baseball organization that understands baseball. Yeah. And, and not a lot of organizations can say that. Look, the Marlins can't say that. Sometimes the Mets can't say that. Um, the A's can't say that all the time. I mean, there, but there's one organization, there's a few organizations that can. And I mean, the Cardinals just understand the business and game of baseball. And that's why they're always in the hunt because they understand how to groom players, they understand how to keep them, and they know when to spend money. Looking at the the way the Central stacks up against the rest of the National League and talking postseason, obviously the West is is going to be another runaway for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The question kind of becomes, will the East and the Central beat up enough on each other where San Diego or Colorado or Arizona can even come in in the NL West? How many teams do you realistically see coming out of the NL Central and making the postseason? Um. I think two again. I think it's going to be two from the NL and two NL Central and NL East. Uh, the NL West is, is really bad. <laughs> I mean, the Padres, I think, are still a year away. I understand the Machado factor and the Hosmer factor, and they have a lot of really young, good pitching. Uh, Lucchese, I'm, I'm forgetting another one that we saw last year. I want to say a Lauer. Uh, then yeah. Jack Davies heads over there with Trent Grisham. Um the Diamondbacks, they have good pitching, Madison Bumgarner, Robbie Ray, uh, good players in Nick Ahmed, but I just don't I don't see them making too much noise. The Giants are still nowhere near that. 
The Rockies can't even figure out how to keep their best player happy. So the Dodgers, especially with the addition of Mookie Betts and David Price, it's just it's going to be a runaway for them. Uh, I still see it's. I don't know who wins the division in the Central or the East. It's crazy how good the East got. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's you look impressive. at the Mets having one of the. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Mets have one of the best starting staffs in Major League Baseball. The Phillies, with the addition of Didi Gregorius and James Segura now up the middle, is is absolutely ridiculous. Um, we, we already know what the Nationals have. Yeah, they lose Rendon, but they still have, again, three of the best starting pitchers in Major League Baseball and a very good bullpen. And the Braves, one of the best young teams in all of baseball, to go on Freddie Friedman, Nick Marcakis. Um, the East is is a lot, a lot more improved. So, I mean, I could see two teams coming out of each division, kind of like we saw last year. I'm not sure which two teams because they're all they're all pretty damn good right now. <laughs> they are pretty impressive. We're talking with Dario Melendez, Fox Sports Wisconsin Brewers host here on Caught Listening. Dario, every week we, we play a game with our listening audience where they can submit questions to be a part of this. We play it's called Pepper. It's like the old game you play when you were a kid. Just a couple of questions and you and I pop them back and forth. Sound good? Yep, let's do it. All right, so here we go. First question from Josh there in Wisconsin. With the addition of Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, how likely is it that he and Bellinger split votes in Christian Yelich as the 2020 National League MVP? I'll let you take that one first. Uh, Christian Yelich for president. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I love the kid. I loved him when he was in Miami. I think he's an incredible talent. So I'm, I'm yeah, not. <laughs> I, I think so as well. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a safe bet, especially with uh, with Mookie and, and Bellinger there potentially splitting votes. All right. Uh, let's see here. McKenzie in uh, Michigan asking here with regards to the Reds, how likely I mean, if let me let me try to phrase this the way I think she's trying to ask this question. All the pieces they put together, if the Reds aren't in contention at the all-star break, do they become sellers? I think that. that oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. There's no way they're not in contention. That that's the problem. Like it's hard for me not to think mm-hmm. of the Reds in contention. Um, so I look if they're not, yes, they become sellers. They they have a lot of pieces that guys would want to to poach off of. But I mean, I can't see that happening. It, it, it's tough for me. And, and again, like I said earlier, I, I feel there's something about this team that I just can't fully get behind yet for the Reds. To be 100 percent honest, I, I could see them if they're not right there. If they're not within let's say 10, even 10 games, if they're not within 10 games of the division, I, I, I don't see them selling off pieces, but they definitely have, have those spaces. You know what? Pieces, I'm, yeah. I'm retracting. I'm retracting my statement. Last year, they weren't in contention. They were buyers. I mean, so who the hell yeah. knows? <laughs> last, last year, last year they had no chance. They went and got Trevor Bauer. So, uh, so no, they're not going to be sellers. They're Very not going to be uh, sellers. Yeah. Very good point. All right. Last one here. Uh, Jake in Pennsylvania, any, Hope, what's the biggest hope for our Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of their 2020 season? <laughs> uh, move to Philadelphia and wear Philly's hats. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and what's, what's tough with this team is like with Josh Bell, with Chris Archer, with some of the, the, the Polanco out there in right. I mean, I've known Colin Moran for, for 40 years and he's a great player and he's a good kid, but it, it's, oh, it's so tough to watch this Pirates organization. It really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's from top to bottom. Like, the, I understand getting Chris Archer was amazing, but you gave mm-hmm. up a Cy Young candidate and possible Rookie of the Year to get him. And yeah. everybody that knew Chris Archer saw that it was kind of start to trend down. Uh, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate because I like the Pirates, but mm-hmm. it's the, the organization top to bottom needs to be cleaned out. 
Don't disagree with you there. Uh, he's Dario Melendez, Fox Sports Wisconsin Brewers host. You can catch him and and all of his wonderful Brewers coverage for our Brewers, our Milwaukee Brewers. You can find him on Twitter at Dario underscore Melendez. We appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll check in with you during the season. Awesome, man. See ya. Now it's Dario Melendez, Fox Sports Wisconsin Brewers host. Uh, as the season gets set and ready to roll there for Milwaukee. Uh, Hey, I said at the top of the show, man, I, Brock Hole is one of my favorite players of all time in a Red Sox uniform, and, and this team is not going to be good this year. I'm going to be pulling hard for for the Brock Star and for the Milwaukee Brewers. I like what they do up there. I've got friends in that area. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, what's I, I love the way they've changed up the logo and had some fun there. But appreciate Dario joining us again. You can find him on Twitter at Dario underscore Melendez. Don't forget to submit your questions to Play Pepper with our guests every single week. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Caught Listening by Public House Media or email the show, caughtlisteningphm at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcast stuff. And, of course, head on over to publichousemedia.org to check out some awesome show gear. Matt Yaloff of MLB Network will join us next week to talk the AL West. Get us your listener questions. And until then, you've been caught listening. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.